0: Old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet one hundred dollars, get one hundred dollars at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com dot slash W Y N N B E T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off orders of $40 or more. Go get your old fashioned football t shirts. Old fashioned football.
1: This deal right now to the pancake eating mother. All
2: right, deal.
0: Old-fashioned football. Welcome, welcome to old-fashioned football. Good news, everybody. The star of the show is back. First of all, let's talk about the uh, the non-star here. No, just kidding. Um, you're listening to <laughs> <laughs> listen to Justin. You can call me J Mark. Find me on Twitter at J Mark football. But I keep yakking. I got to bring in the uh, the lady who's back. Back in black. Oh, no, that's not right. Um, guess who's back. Back again. Something like that. Right. Miranda at J Mark's wifey. Welcome back to the show. We missed you last week, but we're glad you're back.
3: I'm glad to be back, too. I was really bummed about missing last week, especially with how much fun you had. It, I just would have loved to have been there. But I was in bed, and I, I just, I could not do it.
0: Yeah, and again, <laughs> shout out to the guests for yes, coming on. Yes, thank you
3: everyone who came on and yeah, short made notice. it such a great show.
0: And we're not done with guests yet. We're just no. getting started. We got two today.
3: And I'm excited.
0: Yeah, we got um, our, our boy, Cody Zeb. Um, even though he's a Husker fan, so, but, and then we got, um, Gary, who is a IDP pro, but we will get to what all that means. How are you doing today? I know you're feeling better, but how are you doing in general?
3: Doing great.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, it's weird to be doing our show on a Tuesday now. Yes. So we've officially moved to Tuesdays during the off season. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll be back to Monday nights. Well, recording on Monday nights, uh, during the. Regular season.
0: Yeah. So a couple things behind that. Um, One, I am doing two shows now Monday nights. Uh, You're a busy man. Yes. The Alt Fantasy Sports (laughs) Podcast where we talk XFL Fantasy Football and the XFL Gambling Podcast Recap Show is both on Monday night. Check those out. Um, But yeah, so it, it was hard to fit all of those in. There's
3: so much football. XFL, USFL starting in April.
0: Yeah. And I couldn't be more excited and CFL, we're now. My I didn't boy, even mention the CFL. Brian Scott is a Toronto <laughs> yes, Argonaut. Yes, he was signed. Yes, I'm very excited for Mr. Brian Scott. Um, if you've listened to me in the alt world, alt uh, football world, you know I'm a big Brian Scott fan. But um,
3: or yeah. if you live in the Mark household and you hear <laughs> about it all the time, you know he, he is a big Brian
0: Scott fan. Yes, Adam <laughs> referred to him as my um, man crush yesterday. So.
3: I would have to agree with that.
0: <laughs> Good assessment. Yes. <laughs> uh, so last week we talked common fantasy football league types. This week we're going to be talking uncommon ones, which is going to be fun.
3: They're crazy. They're different. They're unique. And I think if if you're as competitive as I am, it just takes it to a whole nother level. Some of these leagues that we're going to be talking about.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, and they are crazy, but they just add more strategy, which mm-hmm. I love.
3: Oh, that is the best part about fantasy football—it's yes. the strategy and how you're going to beat all the other teams.
0: Yeah, that I know. That's always your focus—how you're going to beat, especially me, isn't it?
3: Yeah, you're you're I, one of my targets. <laughs> yeah, because
0: I'm hard to beat. I get it. You have oh to strategize my for. Me. I
3: think no, uh, we're not even going to get into <laughs> this right now.
0: <laughs> well. Before um, we continue on, why don't you tell us what we're drinking today?
3: Today, we are drinking something special. Something that was sent to us. Yeah. By none other than your boss's boss. Yes. It's weird to say that now. He's now
0: my two-up. You're two-up. He was my boss at one point. He's still kind of my boss, but Michelle's my main boss, I guess.
3: Your main boss. Yes. (laughs) The main boss. The boss lady. Yes. (laughs) Um, We are drinking Whistle Pig piggyback rye um this is six year
0: it is yeah age Mm -hmm. six years that's how they make it um yeah huge shout out to john thank you so much for sending that he uh he just kind of randomly asked for my address and i didn't exactly know why but after i got it obviously i knew who it was from thanked him and he said he just wanted to help support the show and that was the way he thought of of supporting the show and that's exciting because he didn't only send us whistle pig piggyback no he also sent us uncle ernest uncle ernest 1884 i believe yes the bottle is downstairs i apologize um (laughs) (laughs) well well, we got those and then two days later we had our niece and nephew so it's like let's put the whiskey downstairs away from the kids
3: (laughs) we don't need a counter full of whiskey right (laughs) making us look like raging alcoholics
0: (laughs) right (laughs) but we will Um, have that on the show next week
3: Yes, I was just gonna say we're gonna be trying that next week. So yeah. everyone who has um Uncle Ernest eighteen eighty four. Yes. Is that what we just said? Yeah. I, I already forgot. So. <laughs> um we'll be drinking that next week. And if that is not what it's called and you know what we're talking about, <laughs> we'll be drinking it next week. For
0: some reason I wanted to say Uncle Nearest, but I that's not right, uh, is it? I hold on. We'll figure it out. Shame yeah. on
3: us. <laughs> Shame on us. <laughs>
0: Well, when you have so many whiskeys, I guess. No, it, that's it's not It's mainly because we haven't tried it yet. It's,
3: that is why. Because we haven't, I haven't done my background research. I yeah. haven't done any of the stuff. Which
0: I got to admit was lacking a little last week without you. Um, maybe it was just the, the site for Calumet, um, Calumet Farms. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I talked a little bit more about horses than I did whiskey. So It's uh, uncle um, nearest. It is nearest. <laughs> okay. Or- Uncle Ernest, Uncle Nearest.
3: Um, and what did you say? Isn't it? Didn't we get 1856? You said 1884.
0: That's what I said. It's not 1884.
3: I don't think so. Maybe I'm. Wait, no, there is an 1884 small batch.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
3: Never mind. Well, we don't know what we have. We (laughs) forgot. We'll go check it out. We'll 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 get it for you before the end of the show. Yeah. We are going to take a small break to give a shout out to our sponsors. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win, getting down on the NBA, the NHL, and the XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. dollars limited to state availability and of course for our dgens only if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week you get a thousand dollar free credit there's so much to choose from all you have to do is head over to sports gambling slash win so they know we sent you that's sports gambling com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t
0: over subject change, subject conditions at winbet.com must be torn or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a game of vow, go winning 10522470. All right. Well, we talked about common league types last week. Now we're gonna talk about uncommon league types. And why not bring in the guy who let me know last week that he was in sixty-five different fantasy football leagues? It's Mr.
2: crazy. <laughs> Casey, Mr. Cody Zeb, how you doing today? I'm good. Rod. Oh, Rod. Wow. I, uh, man. Yeah. I'm so (laughs) used to Rod all the time. Jeez. No, I'm great. I take that as a compliment. So that works for me.
0: That's a good compliment. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, 65 league types. Um, my dad (laughs) said, um, is that, is that all he does is fantasy football? He said, (laughs) no, he's got a job. He's married with a wife and a
2: kid. And he goes, does he not like them? <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I spend a lot of time with them. And then whenever I'm not spending time with them, it's all fantasy football all the time. I yeah. can't
3: imagine setting your lineups for 65 it's, leagues. It, it
2: is a process. I've gotten it down to a pretty good science. I have a list I keep. So I go through, I'll start setting my lineups as early as like Tuesday. Then I'll just kind of make notes on players like, okay, this person's questionable. I got this here. I got that there. Make it need to make a decision here. So it's it's not perfect. I've gone back and been like, oh fuck, I forgot to do that. But <laughs> it's okay. I've I've made a made a pretty good system for the most part. Nice.
0: So this first league type we're going to talk about is called a vampire league. Now I know all you Twilight fans are excited to hear that, but it has nothing to do with Twilight, Miranda. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so in a vampire league, one player is the vampire. Um, a lot of times when I've seen these, it's the person running the league, which I hate because it's like, why don't we just randomize it? Um, don't just say, Hey, I want to be the vampire. Right. Um, but anyways, the vampire, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, cause I've not been in one yet, even though I really want to be Uh, vampire doesn't get to draft everybody else drafts. Then he builds or he or she build their team off their free agency. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so the way we did it actually in the one that I'm in was we used a randomizer, uh, you know, to set the draft order, and whoever got the last pick in the draft, they become the vampire. Uh, nice. and so then, yeah, basically the commissioner went in and set all their picks for the draft. You know, players like Tim Tebow, players that aren't in the league anymore, that are still available, sleeper, and that's their roster. Everybody else drafts like a normal draft, and then at the end of that, that person can go to waivers and pick up whoever's left. Um, and then, yeah, and then so from there on out, basically the way it works is they play, you know, a a normal, everybody plays a normal schedule, like normal. If the vampire beats you, they can steal anybody off your team. Now, obviously they're at a little bit of a disadvantage in week one because they're using all the players that didn't get drafted, but you could still, I mean, a lot of times it's not a super flex or anything like that. So I think this, the guy in, in my league, specifically this past year had like Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Like you're still getting some decent players and then different ones are everyone is kind of different some don't allow any transactions for non-vampire leagues ours was we had a fab budget and we all had a hundred dollars to spend and they had like ten thousand dollars or whatever so basically they get the waiver why you know if they want somebody they just bid 101 dollars and nobody else can outbid them and so that's how they're building their team and then you know they beat somebody somebody has a bad week you beat somebody you can take any player off their roster so you know they have cmc or something and you end up beating them or jefferson Once you start beating people, it can your roster can improve very quickly. So it is a lot of fun. I think it would be most fun to be the vampire. I haven't been the vampire yet. Uh, I was just Uh, going to ask
3: you if you've been the vampire, (laughs) right?
2: Because if you haven't, then I mean you're just kind of playing in a regular league, right? Mm -hmm. And trying not to lose to that guy. But for the person who ends up being, and that's why I think you don't just let it be the commissioner. Like it has to be randomized to who gets to be the the person because that's the most challenging and most fun position to play in the league. Yeah, for sure.
3: Would you say that it's hard for the vampire to win since they have to pick off the free agency to start or.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, definitely not easy. It uh it takes some, takes some time and you, you have to be mm-hmm. patient with it. We had one where the vampire kind of gave up after a couple of weeks and then <laughs> it wasn't really any fun anymore because. Uh, yeah, and they weren't even trying, and so we got somebody oh. to replace them late. And that person actually shout out to my buddy Chuck who jumped in. and I was like, Hey, do you just want to come play this vampire? Like, you're likely not going to make it, but you can make it fun. And he did, I think he ended up collecting like Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, and like, and so that helped some of us other teams because the best, some of the better teams or you know, teams that were we faced in the playoffs later on didn't have Justin Jefferson anymore, or Travis Kelsey. <laughs> uh, and so it, it ended up kind of working out nicely for us, but. But yeah, you, you got to get somebody that's knows it's going to be a process. And I think that was, that was the issue in that mm-hmm. one. But uh, have, have you lost to the vampire before? Not yet. not yet. Oh. <laughs> okay, <It's> been, <laughs> Had some close calls. So uh, yeah, yeah, but not, not yet. I'm sure now that I've said that I probably will this season, but. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> How many years or seasons have you done a vampire? League?
2: I've only done it twice. I think twice. So, a couple, okay. and I think I did it in two different ones. So. Yeah, two, mm-hmm. over two seasons, couple different leagues. So, and, and again, they're all kind of a little bit different in the rules, mm-hmm. but that, that's kind of the format the way I like it the best anyways. Yeah, one other
0: um, way to do it I saw, in case you don't have the the fab and you just have a regular waiver wire, um, the commissioner manually assigns the Vampire as the top waiver spot. Yep. So that's always an option too.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, like you go back through and see like, you know, you don't win your league in the draft, right? You you can Mm -hmm. lose your league in the draft, but you definitely can't win it there. And like you had, it's all based on how your waiver pickups are, how you do there. So when that person gets the top waiver billing, they've got the pick of anybody they want out there and everybody else can still make moves and and things that can improve your team too, because Mm -hmm. they've only got so much space and, and players to pick up. But, and if you want to take a shot on somebody or whatever, so there's still strategy for everybody involved. Um, so it, it just makes it a lot of fun. And it's a different way. Like, that's the thing is like, obviously I'm in a lot of, of fantasy leagues. And so I've been liking all these different ways to, to shake it up and play it just a different way. Like I still enjoy just a traditional redraft league as well. But Justin, we talked last week about superflex. Like that has helped a lot. Cause it's a different type. You get in the tight end premium ones, you get in these types, some of the other ones we're going to talk about. It's just different ways to keep it fun and different and so, yeah, even though it is 65 leagues that I'm in, they're all <laughs> sort of different in their own way, right? There's a lot of dynasty sure. in there, and then there's a lot of just different things, different scoring formats, and everything. So it does keep it keep the variety and, and spice it up.
0: Random question, not related to vampire. Being in 65 leagues, do you find yourself drafting a lot of the same players? Do you try yeah. to mix it up, or kind of both? Both. It both okay. A
2: lot of the same players, and that can be a good yeah. thing or a bad thing. Like. Last year, I was like, I was so heavy on uh, Jalen Hurts. Like, Hurts was my guy. I was all in. That worked out. I was also very heavy on Trey Lance. That didn't work out (laughs) real well. So it's it's a good and bad thing. But I do catch myself. um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually doing a startup draft right now as we speak. (laughs) Uh, It's a slow draft, but I've been trying to like pick different play, like get shares of guys I don't have as much of, just to like shake it up and have a little bit of of variety and spice just because i like i like to change it up a little bit sometimes but how do you keep track
3: of that like do you just go off of the apps i feel like i'd have to have spreadsheets
2: yeah well it's yeah it's a whole system i have built but it's yeah (laughs) all mostly on the apps mostly on sleeper that's the best Mm -hmm. platform there's a few other leagues that are here and there but and then, yeah, I just, I honestly, I'd, I'm i a big like notes on my phone guy. I keep mm-hmm. notes for everything. And so like I have different notes for like different leagues. And, and then, like I said, I keep track of my third players and then my potential start sits and all that stuff throughout the season. On your iPhone, right? Yep. That's right. Of course. You got to go iPhone. Yes, team just, iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I get a text from Justin on <laughs> that little green bubble, I'm just, I shake my head. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um by the way i feel like there's a pattern here because i feel like when we
2: talked last week you were doing a draft then as well yeah well yeah and this is (laughs) so it it went so well that all most of the guys in that league wanted to do another one so (laughs) it's most of the same people and we're doing (laughs) a different one so yeah (laughs) that's cool
0: we're also brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog is your home for off-season nfl best ball drafts but they also got you covered on a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. The next league we're going to talk about, why don't you bring that in?
3: Pirate League, which is one I want to start this This coming season um so similar to the vampire league um I guess it's similar to the vampire leagues but except in pirate when you beat a team you get to take a player of your choice from one from their roster um so any person that wins that week gets to take a player from the team they beat um it yeah. just sounds, that sounds like a lot you just of fun. steal players. I do. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, and it is, so it's very much like kind of the same uh, type of thing, but where everybody's mm-hmm. involved. So yeah. anybody can be a pirate any given week, basically. So, and again, they're all different in, in how they do it. So the main one that I'm in, that's a pirate league. You'd set your lineup and you'd have, we did super flex. And so like, if you started anybody in your quarterback spot, they couldn't be taken Your running back couldn't be taken. Your wide receiver couldn't be taken. Your tight end couldn't be taken. And then you had like three or four flex and one super flex spots. And those players were all the ones that could be taken. So, okay. and each, again, each league is different. And so some of them I've heard, like you mark three players for the week and like these three can't be taken. Some it's just open season. Like anybody can be taken. Yeah, I was
3: I want to do an open season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it,
2: so, and then ours, we didn't have to submit a lineup. So you could mm-hmm. not start a lineup if you thought you were going to lose, but you got to be careful because if you do that too many weeks, you're not, a, you're not going to steal any players ever and get better. Mm-hmm. B you're going to keep losing and then you don't make the playoffs anyways. So there was a lot of strategy to it and it, it would get, it would get pretty intense. And there was some times where I think there was one game where I, I beat a guy by like point two or something. And like, that was the difference in me having, you know, not only did i get to keep my player that he doesn't steal, i also get to steal a player from him and so it's a huge swing like just because you barely held on for the win and so it yeah. changes really quickly because if you win on a week you get to not only keep the player that they could have stole, but you get to pick up their player as well and you start to kind of build super teams quickly but then there is weeks where you know somebody gets injured, somebody doesn't score a lot and an underdog team kind of beats a a bigger team and then they get that player and they can start to get on a roll again as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's very much the similar, you know, stealing players type of thing, but where everybody can do it on any given week. So I I would almost lend towards pirate. I like a little bit more than vampire just because it's not just that one set person that gets to steal. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets to steal on any given week and depending on your parameters for, for who can be stolen and whatnot. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm picturing so our, our in house rivalry is quite intense. And anytime I've I end up noticed. beating you, right? <laughs> anytime I end up beating you, you're not very happy. Now, imagine me beating you and taking one of your oh, good players. It
3: would not be fun around here.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's, it's, these get pretty intense because I mean, and you know, sleeper is so awesome because you have the ch- league chats where a lot of, lot of mm-hmm. things don't have that. And so, yeah, there's guys talking shit like, I'm coming for this guy or. Or, you know, as soon as they win, they post a GIF of, of the guy they're stealing and, or it's, it's questions <laughs> on, on which is it going to be, is he going to take this guy? Is he going to take that guy? And you got to look at, you know, sometimes it's like, well, you, it's pretty obvious you would take that guy, but like, you could really use help at a at the running back spot. Cause you're running, but you know, so there is still strategy to it. It's not always obvious mm-hmm. which guy you're going to steal
3: yeah that brings me to a question i had for you of what is your strategy there because you could always just go for their their best guy but if you have i don't know have you had instances where it's really hard for you to determine if you're gonna yes. go after their best <laughs> one or if yeah there's been times where it's like that usually, running back
2: right i think it was like tuesday tuesday by midnight or whatever we had to turn into mm-hmm. the commissioner who we who we wanted to steal and sometimes you'd wait because it'd be like sometimes there was an injury to a guy and it's like, okay, I think Najee Harris was one early in the season. Mm -hmm. I think he was on the team I was going to steal from. And it was like, how bad is this injury? Like, cause I'd really like to have him, but if he's too injured, do I need to take somebody else? You're kind (laughs) of waiting on, waiting on news. Or if you have somebody that gets injured Mm -hmm. with it, being a super flex, you just almost think like, well, maybe I should grab their quarterback. But then you look at somebody in their flex line, and it's like, oh, I can really use that guy. And so it is a big it, – It's, I mean, it's all just dependent on how your team is, what you need, mm-hmm. what your injury situation is. And so there's not really a, a set – because, I mean, thinking super flex, you think probably well, you probably just go for their second quarterback, right? Yeah. But your number one quarterback is always going to be protected. It was very small benches so that, so that people couldn't hoard people too much. You still have to drop people. So there's always going to be a quarterback you could grab to start in that spot or something. So it definitely keeps, uh, and yeah, that that'd be the other thing I would suggest with both of these leagues too—the vampire and the pirate—is you have to keep short benches just because of the strategy involved. I'm generally a, a bigger pinch the better guy. I love deep benches, like I love making it as deep as it can go. I can <laughs> stack all the players I want to that I have high hopes for, right? But on these ones, you have to keep it very minimal. That way, there's constantly transactions, constant strategies just changing for everyone, and it keeps it it does it keeps it just more more involved because sometimes it gets monotonous where it's you know when you're redraft league okay you'll put in your waivers you set your lineup okay you'll put in your waivers you set your lineup like so much more strategy here where you're picking up guys and you're stealing guys and and all of the other other strategy that goes into it and keeps it exciting for sure so
0: um when you win You send the commissioner, like, I want to take this
2: player, and then you tell them what player you want to drop. Does the commissioner do all that manually? Yeah, again, I think it just varies league to league. For us, it was just, you know, you you could drop it in the chat or the DMs. Hey, I want to take this guy. And then they would just go in and, and, you know, take them off their roster, place them on your roster. Uh, There has been some of them, I think, where you kind of give a player back, but ours was just you get that player added to your roster. Then, of course, you're one over, so you're going to have to drop somebody at some point, but you can, you know, the way sleeper works, you can wait till Thursday or even Sunday Mm -hmm. to drop that player. So there's strategy involved in that too, depending on on what type of roster moves you need to make and stuff like that. And again, it's, these are very like, it varies much, very much from league to league on exactly which rules and and how you do it, which players are protected. Like I said, some it's the wild West where you could take anybody and some it's like ours. We had, (laughs) The Ray, that's the kind Miranda wants to do. Yeah, right. yep. <laughs> She's out <laughs> for but, blood. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, ours was, we had the certain protected players. And then there's other leagues where I heard where, yeah, they would, you know, claim three guys. These are my three protected players, but then anybody on your bench could be taken, which prevents you from not starting a lineup. And yeah, so there's all, all kinds of different ways you can do it and run it just depending on, on how you and your league mates want to set it up. I didn't think about
0: how sleeper they'll allow you to have more players on your team than you're allowed.
2: Whereas other apps won't do that. So that's Mm -hmm. interesting. That's Um, a big strategy thing too, just for any type of, I do it all the time where, you know, if you, you put the player, injured players in, right. You get your waiver claims in before they're taken off the IR. You can have five, six extra people (laughs) on your roster. And as long as you have people set where you need them, you don't want to start people in your flex uh you know if they're going to play on thursday night you want to move them into their regular slot you try mm-hmm. to do all that ahead of time and you can keep those players and then you drop them on sunday and depending on your league settings nobody can pick them up and so then yeah. they're just worthless for a week for everybody else and so there's a lot of strategy you can you can use into that yeah
0: <laughs> now that hoarding is what gets you dms of hey when are you going to drop this Oh guy, yeah. which guy are you oh. going to
2: drop remember i had a league last year where <laughs> a guy was like Freak! I didn't know anybody in the league. Which, when you're in as many leagues as I am, there's a lot of leagues like that. But, <laughs> but this guy was just like freaking out. He's like, he's got five, got extra guys on his roster. How, how could he do that? He can't. And it's like, yeah, but I can't. You can't make any moves until you, you know, drop those people. So, yeah, but yeah, he was not pleased. <laughs> big, a big ordeal. Yeah, um,
0: that wasn't Tennessee Trader, was it? Or was no, it, I think he, it he might wasn't. have been in that league, though. Actually, I think so. <laughs>
2: I thought it was. Well, I it gotta was remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the next one you introduced me to this last season, it was a ton of fun to me. But it's called a guillotine league. Um, and you you normally have more people playing than in your normal fantasy football draft. Um, was that one you set up? Was that sixteen people? Do you remember off the top of your head? Um, I think it was eighteen. 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 Yeah. That's so, a lot. Yeah, So yeah. So after lot. after a couple rounds, you're really kind of reaching um oh, especially yeah. that <laughs> mid to late rounds you're reaching like maybe this guy will pop off but anyways 18 teams or so and it it works like any other fantasy football league you uh put up your points it's kind of like a best ball league i guess you're or it's not best ball because you have to set your lineup right. still but a, yeah. the best score at the end of the at the end of the week um is obviously at the top the lowest score gets their heads cut up no I mean, they just get dropped <laughs> from the league
2: literally yeah we killed a lot of guys oh, sure. last <laughs> year <laughs> no. no yeah this is probably the most fun like different type of league that i've done from just standard fantasy is the guillotine so yeah you start with 18 player or with the, yeah 18 players you do your draft and it's just survival like the only thing that matters is making it to the next week that is it it doesn't matter if you score 10 times as many points as somebody week one It doesn't, all you have to do is, is get past week one. So uh, yeah, everybody sets their lineups. Whoever has the worst score week one sucks for them because they don't get a (laughs) chance to make any moves at all. And they are cut from the league and they're done. Uh, And so they're, they're out of the league. Now you're down to 17 players. Their entire roster goes into the player pool. Use the fab budget and, and, you know, set at a thousand, a hundred, whatever you want to do. And everybody bids on their players. And again, same thing week two. It doesn't matter what you did in week one. Your scores don't carry over or nothing. You just have to not be the worst scorer. Week two, same thing. The lowest score gets chopped off. Their players get put back into the pool. This one, the strategy is incredible because yeah, you, you have to survive week to week. And so there, there's points where you'll make dumb trades because – you just need a guy to start this week because of a buy, because of an injury. I've made trades that I would never make in regular fantasy. And it's like, Hey, look, I will give you this guy for that guy because I just need somebody to plug in here to try and make it till next week. And same thing with the waivers. Like you could go blow your thousand dollars week one. And, but you're going to have to pay top dollar because you're bidding against 17 other people. Right. And so, but you don't want to not get anybody at the same point, because if you're the worst team, then you're getting cut the next week. So, it's a lot of fun. And so there's different ways you can do it as it whittles down. The way we did it was um, to the final four people. And then those four people get, uh, was it the last two or three weeks of the season? Basically like just all in and whoever scores the most points in those weeks wins the the thing. And at that point your rosters, everybody's rosters are loaded because it's a four person team, four person league yeah. at that point. And, you know, so you're farther in the season um so yeah this this style is a lot of fun it it, it does suck if you're out week one which mm-hmm. one of the leagues i was out week I'm one last year it. And it, <laughs> yeah well and it was yeah i drafted i was like i think i was like 16th or 17th pick or something trey lance fell way down there i was like i'm just you gotta pick a quarterback pretty early because it's a lot of teams right mm-hmm. yeah and so i took in tre- yeah he obviously shit the bed week one and so i got chopped i had thousand dollars left in my fab i never got to use any of it and it sucks because that's it your season's over at that point So you definitely don't want to get out early, but if you make it and even if you don't make it to the end, like the farther you make it every Monday night is like a sweat because there is two or three people at the bottom and they need this to happen and that to happen. And, and sometimes there's a guy that's he's, his players are all done. Like, all right, I just need six points. And once I'm past that, I'm good (laughs) to go. And then you don't want somebody to fumble and get negative points or whatever too. But yeah, it's, it is so much fun. This is probably the, the most fun novelty type of league that I've found. Uh, it's it's very intense. I mean, guillotine, it really is like a great name for it because it yeah. literally, if you suck one week, doesn't matter how You're good out. you were all season. That's <laughs> it. Your head's gone. Your team's done. <laughs> and then, yeah, you, it's back into the player pool and good luck next year. But it, it is so much fun to do.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of learning to do because I think I lost in week seven or eight. But I remember two specific weeks. I forgot to go and do my free agency just yeah. because it's on a different site right. than we normally yeah. use, and so yeah, I completely forgot. But um, that's what I get for forgetting. I get out week mm. seven or week eight.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get Miranda in this. I'm gonna move. There yeah. is a and and yeah, there is a a site that does it, and they're the only place that has like actual like set up for it and so but you gotta pay a fee to run it and all that i'm gonna move it to sleeper this year and just put the work in as the commissioner to just go through and cut people and unassigned teams and you can do it it's just a little more work but it is a lot of fun i highly suggest trying it um it it is like i said the most fun different type of league that i've done just it's it's so intense and that's what that's what cranks it up again like not that fantasy football is ever boring but sometimes in the redraft league it's just that week to week type of thing, and this one, you're, you know, if you lose one week, whatever, who cares? Like this one, like if you lose and you're the worst team, <laughs> that's it, you're you're out. Yeah,
3: this is another league that I I want us to start too. So like this, we're going to be in a lot season. of weeks next year's guys. Uh, right. Well, I'll move it up to what seven or eight. I'm in five now, so yeah. I'll. You got a long two, way to go
0: to get. I know, <laughs> not sixty-five, but got seven, we're going to do a to family achieve. league that
3: our family <laughs> <laughs> wants to do. They're young guys, yeah, nice. so oh, yeah. We're gonna.
0: Well, I have a feeling if we want to do a pirate league,
2: Cody yep. will join us. I'm down that. for all yes. three of these leagues. Let me know. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, just
3: warning you, the pirate will be open season.
2: <laughs> hey, I, I'm good. I can adjust to whatever the rules
0: are. I have no problem. <laughs> she says that now after two weeks, if she loses two weeks in a row, yeah. like, <laughs> when her top we two shares are gone, she's gonna hate that decision. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs>
0: um. So for guillotine just so I can steal some of your strategy on the free agency. Do you spend all your budget early on or do you try to spread it out or does it depend,
2: man? I'm, I'm so bad at at budget management and fantasy football, just period. (laughs) I I always blow my fab in any type of league early. I I can't help myself. Like I I see these people (laughs) out there and I, yeah, I I blow it too early. I tried to do a little better last season, but then it does. I mean, if you're the second or third plus team in a week, like it lights a fire under you quick. And you're like, I've got to just get out of here. Like, I need to get yeah. better than a few of these other teams to try and mm-hmm. and get ahead of them. And then once you start getting into buy, if you make it as far as getting into bye weeks, that's where things get really hairy because you get some of these guys that you know you have an early bye week and you're scrambling trying to figure out who you're gonna start and and it's not just you can't just punt it and throw somebody in there and get through, oh, I got all my players are on bye week six, whatever, no big deal. Like you got you gotta start a team because if you don't, you're done. So it's uh, yeah, yeah it, I've seen it work both ways. I've seen guys blow it early and they got really good players and they made it all the way through. I've seen guys that still have like $900 with like two weeks to go. And I'm like, you fucking spend it just to spend it. <laughs> like, Stop holding on to it. You can't take it to the grave with you. Just spend it. Right. <laughs> but, See, uh, I think... So it, it just depends who you get where. And yeah. And you learn, you can pretty quickly learn like some of the betting habits of of your or bidding habits rather of your teammate, you know, league mates. And that mm-hmm. goes for any type of fab league where you can kind of see eh, this person usually puts this much on there. And so you kind of know <laughs> my buddies, Chris and Chuck, that I'm in too many leagues with together. Uh, we're very good at knowing exactly what each other is going to bid. And and we usually end up outbidding each other by a dollar or two here and there just because you learn quickly what other people will bid. And, and you know where you kind of need to come in at to, to get your guy.
0: Yeah, that was my um, downfall. I thought, well, I'm going to hang on to my money. And once it gets later in the season, I'll be able to take whoever I want. Well, that doesn't work out if you don't make it to uh, week nine, (laughs) week 10 or whatever.
2: That's exactly, yeah, it's that that super delicate balance of you have to get some guys, but you don't want to blow it all because you, I mean, you think about it when you get down to the final four teams, like if you still have money left and the other three don't, you have such an advantage because yeah. there's an entire player pool out there of really good players but you got to make it to that point too so it's it's a very very delicate balance as far as as getting to that point.
0: Sure. You got any other questions for Cody and his 65 different leagues?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Still wrapping my mind around that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah, thanks for joining us again mm-hmm. to talk these kind of uncommon fantasy football crazy league leagues. types, the crazy ones, but <laughs> Yeah, they they definitely sound fun. Uh, make sure you check out all of Cody's content, whether it's NFL fantasy football or where he's the the money maker in NASCAR. Always giving out good picks with Rod on the podcast. There, you can find him at Twitter at Husker underscore zeeb Yes, unfortunately, he is a Husker fan. Sorry to our Iowa <laughs> listeners.
2: Um, yeah, that's that's uh, all right. I, I shared with Justin the stat the other day that. Uh, We've beat you guys in every sport since back in June when our baseball team lost to you. So uh we don't have much going for us in Husker Land right now, but at least we can beat Iowa in a lot of things.
0: <laughs> that is crazy, especially that basketball team, because that Hawks team is good. Yeah, but our basketball team is not good. <laughs> right. The Huskers have their <laughs> I numbers. was looking
2: today. We're 250 to one to win the Big Ten tournament. So you throw a little sprinkle on that. And thank me. Yeah, just, <laughs> a little bit of money. Why not?
0: <laughs> uh anything else you'd like to add before we get you out of here?
2: I think that's it. Yeah. Just just check me out uh, on the NASCAR gambling podcast. We gave out a twenty two to one winner last week. We've been on a hot streak to start the season, having a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on the show. This is this is my favorite other show on the on the SGP network. Uh glad Miranda's here this week. Glad to see you're feeling yeah, better. Really so uh feeling yeah. much better. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it.
3: Well, thank you for joining us.
2: Yeah, and you're not too far away,
0: so at some point we gotta get together and have a whiskey.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's uh, It needs to be done soon because we, we live rather close together.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The next league type we're going to talk about is called IDP, Individual Defensive Player. And to do that, we have to bring in the god of IDP, the man that knows <laughs> it all. Um, you can find
1: him on Twitter at the IDP tipster. Gary, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. And, uh, thanks for that intro. Uh, you're, you're very gracious. Uh, there. yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gary does a, a bunch of stuff for SGPN with IDP, IDP pro players pod. Um, just
1: all IDP hates offense, right? <laughs> well, I don't, you know, I don't like, I call it the dirty O and I don't, I don't like it on this particular one pod, uh, IDP pro players pod, uh, but we uh, we do have a YouTube uh, pod going on with the IDP Pro uh, Managers Pod, and yes, we are uh, opening that door a little bit. You know, I'm not I'm not so so hard on it. It doesn't matter on the players pod either because Johnny the Greek, my uh, great co-host, man, very knowledgeable guy. He's been out here with the IDP guys for a long time. He uh, he still gets it in there. It's just mainly in season. No dirty-o during the in season. I, I don't have time for it. There's plenty there you of go. you all out here to talk about that dirty O.
0: that's right so for those that don't know um an idp league individual defensive players is just like it sounds you draft individual defensive players this can actually range from you can have just one in your league you can have a whole league of just defensive players um i like i know the ones i've been in they mix them with offensive players i I have seen leagues where it's only defense Mm -hmm. um
1: did i miss anything there that's the gist of it right well i mean when it really comes up when it comes to idp you know uh let's see how do i explain the all defensive leagues i don't suggest starting out that way to to be honest because uh if you're if you're really jumping into something if you're a novice manager if you're really diving into this stick with what you know and that's your offense that's what's That's what's comfortable for you, you know, then start dotting in that IDP, Uh, IDP full, a full IDP league with, you know, uh, 11 players or something like that or more. You know, that's a little bit more advanced. You you get in there, you can easily get your ass handed to you. You know, so I, sure. I just don't suggest that. Now, kind of walk
0: us through the the point systems. The ones I'm in, you get a point for a tackle, two or three points for a sacks, force fumbles, things like that. Is Are they all pretty standard as, or does it vary?
1: Well, we've really came full circle in the last, uh, I'd say, six to seven years with the balanced formats. Uh, you know, you used to be back in the early 2000s, if you mentioned balanced formats to me, it was just meant that you was going with offense to IDP and the scoring was within range. So at the end of the year, you would have some IDP peppered in there in your top 32 performers. So that was that term. Well, it's developed into well-balanced scoring format, which is, it seems to be the most popular one right now, uh, which would bring all your defensive line, your defensive backs and your inside linebackers, all your main designated players into the same realm. Uh, top 64, giving everybody value. Um, Then you have your old traditional, uh, what we would call the uh, the tackle uh, based, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. those would lean more just, uh, I, I guess, to throw out some numbers, you would do something like put a sack at one or two points where you would have solos at two and say assist at one. Um, so, you're outweighing those sacks. That's really Matt. That really is the splitting the hairs between the defensive line and the linebackers and, and defensive backs. The defensive line is the toughest to bring up. But um, I would have to say right now, my favorite is the balanced. And I, I usually go with a uh, five or six uh, sack point, uh, three, two and a half, three for tackles for loss, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Three to four, even to five for interceptions. It depends on how well you like your cornerbacks and your uh, defensive backs. Of course, I'm a safety guy, so I usually go with the four or so. Um, you know, the force fumbles three, you know, um, a fumble recovery three. Uh, I, I stick with my solos at two, and um, I, I like my assist at one. And that's like a nice balance where I'll get um, at least three or four to five maybe it depends on the uh seasons of the offensive players believe it or not on well how on how many idp i have in the top 64 to 32 at the end of each season in my format i play
3: do you only do idp leagues or do you have some where it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) offense players well
1: by rule of thumb yeah you know i promote idp just as well as anything so i mean (laughs) But there is one league that I definitely do play, and that's the Scott Fishbowl. I mean, it's for you know charity and Mm -hmm. everything like that. And I am, I am a, I don't want to say an anti superflex or nothing like that, but (laughs) I'm not into super duper playing all these guys across the board. You know, I think the IDP is the actual next step of uh, the um, learning the. Harder, harder strategy to uh, play in fantasy football. I guess you could say Mm super flex to me is just, you know, I mean, you're just playing to your favor to begin with. You just get an extra couple of guys that, you know, I don't know. You can stack with, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just not my thing. Uh, Maybe it's because I'm no good at it too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) How many IDP leagues are you in?
1: You would might be surprised. I mean, uh, after years of just, you know, averaging 50, 60 years or so, I cut back a few years ago, especially after starting writing in 2017 and how uh, things have picked up. I've been at a few sites. I've built a few to IDP departments and, um, you know, so there, there's limited time and chasing rosters every Sunday morning. You know, yep. that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't my thing. Especially when you're answering questions or doing things with people that, you know, might be members or subscribers or such. So, um, last year I had seven. That seven. was it. Nice. Yep. And I only entered into the season with like, I don't know, two to three. Yeah. So I, I am
0: in one league that it started with three individual defensive players. They cut it to one because they, they're just. People aren't willing to put the the time into the strategy behind it. I love it. Okay, just, I mean,
1: just 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 tell them to take it all out. Just this is <laughs> the right. reason. Go back. Go get you. You know, either put the punter in, do the team D, whatever. You're <laughs> wasting your time. See, like,
0: I as a Bears fan, as a Chicago Bears fan, I love defense. So, um, I loved having the even just even when it was just three. I really liked it. Um, I bet. So I know you go after safeties. Is that usually kind of your top
1: position you target? Oh, far from it, actually. the um, I prefer safeties when it comes to playing defensive backs for consistency. Um, okay. You have, you know, every year you have outlier cornerbacks that, you know, they're like Diggs, uh, Hobbs, Moore. Some of these guys are just standing out. They're going to be doing it in, in the future, too. They can stay up there in that top three or four, but usually once they're – Figured out if they suck, they've been picked on, so they take them out. They eventually find a replacement. If they're good but, and they just overperform for a couple of years, then you find that, uh, well, opposing quarterbacks and offensive coordinators start avoiding them. So, but you can get these safeties, and their consistency per week is really what you're looking for. Um, I, I would take consistency at a good pace over or a solid pace than I would over an outlier performance every three weeks, you know, and you just need that consistency in IDP to really make it. So my my highest priority, which has changed over the years with the uh, change of the balance format, is definitely defensive end, uh, edge rusher types. Depends on what kind of league you're in or how deep the format is if you're using designated uh, defensive linemen or actual DEs and defensive tackles. But uh, Mm -hmm. overall, I would say that uh, it's harder by scarcity to get those top five guys, you know, and it's in defensive tackles become the same way. So if you're in those more defined leagues, those are definitely the guys you want to go for in your first section selection or two, especially if you're going high and IDP, which I don't suggest either unless you are going after defensive ends or. Uh, say an outside linebacker and an edge rusher designated on sleeper dual designation or something. Um, it, it just, um, it's plentiful, man. Uh, the, we Any IDP league you're in, it doesn't matter how deep it is, that waiver wire is so easy to pluck and play by week guys, get waiver wire guys. We had a plenty of waiver wire options pop up this past year. And that's just increasing because of the rotation and how the NFL has changed with packaging for dimes and nickels or whatever, when it comes to defending this pass, you know, and mm-hmm. the rules were changed, uh, what, 2018 or so. Hey, defense stop playing so rough you know <laughs> right more fl- more flag guys we need more flag football i guess but either way it's japped up the scores it's helped the nfl it's made made better at first i wasn't real happy with it but it's made better idp i think it i think it's an advantage if you like being active idp is the way to go because uh, tell me how many breakouts a wide receiver or running back do you get on average a year An offense three to four four Mm -hmm. i mean realistically on average that you can use in a standard size league idp last year we probably had a dozen
3: as someone who i guess for me i don't have experience in drafting an idp league Mm -hmm. um who would you say are your top three defensive players that you go after
1: Uh, Well, I would have to say off the top, it's going to be Max Crosby, um, defensive lineman, uh, defensive end for the Raiders. He just had a huge season this past year. Um, He didn't lead the league in sacks, but he had some ungodly number, which he had been putting a lot of pressure on players or on the opposing quarterbacks for the last couple of years. He just hadn't been hitting home. So this year he hit home, but the real big outlier of the whole season was he had like 89 combined tackles, and that's outrageous for a defensive lineman. So that's that's going to be hard to repeat, but you got to look at him at his age, and he's right behind the next two defensive linemen if you're talking top three that I'm going to suggest, and that would be Nick Boza and Miles Garrett. Technically, you can take all three of these guys in any order. These are well-known. Established guys Bozo led the league in sacks last year. He doesn't, he's not a huge, um, what you would say, uh, combined tackle monster at all. But I mean, there's those tackles, tackles for losses is always going to be there. And uh, he's just slightly younger than Max Crosby, and or slightly older than Max Crosby. And then you have Miles Garrett, which you know he's been doing it for a long time, and I know yeah. that Cleveland looks like they're kind of going down. But Miles Garrett is still a stud. So, uh, I mean, if you can get a hold of any three of these guys, um, you're really anchoring that position. Now, if you're just talking flexes, it would depend on your whole scoring format. But if it's me, I'm going after those three. And then after that, it might look at the linebackers, which Roquan Smith and Nick Bolton. Yeah. Um, I love your Jack Sanborn, man. I love Jack Sanborn. I'm actually sitting there making a short. That's what I'm in the middle. I've got the last little one for YouTube. Yep. I I love Jack Sanborn. I think that he's in a position to really get that second opportunity this next coming season. And uh, uh, is it going to be elite? No. But, I mean, I think he's going to be an on-par, solid guy that's going to be able to absorb and perform and run that defense. He's got that Wisconsin pedigree. Uh, You know, looking at his four-year stats, you got to love this kid, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, in like 38 games, 168 combined tackles or something, you know, I mean, it's not crazy over a four year period, but apparently he might've had some injury or he was just a spot starting at the beginning, but he, he's got some awards on his belt too. I I think he's being undervalued right now. Yeah. He, he looked like a tackle machine in our small sample size
0: for the bears. So, um, yeah, I'm, and that's going to be
1: that's going to be plentiful, for, plentiful for, for a couple more years, right? You guys yeah. aren't going to turn a corner in a year, not with that defensive line, unless you guys are just drafting nothing. with well, the defensive line, in my opinion, we are, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your fingers crossed, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a great year for. Yeah, there's not. It's not a great year for uh, free agency on defensive line either.
0: No, especially after a couple are getting franchise tagged today. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the year that Khalil Mack got traded to the Bears, I had him in my league that had IDP. And that first game against the Packers, I think he had two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery. Right. He, right. And, oh, you should have heard, heard them complain, like, oh, he outscored my
1: quarterback. It's like, well, sorry, that's not my <laughs> fault. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just it. Yeah, a lot of people, when it comes to playing the game, You know, you got to have an open mind about it. When you come in to play the Dirty O and learn fantasy football to begin with, most of these people, you know, probably didn't have an inkling of actually playing the game, just probably watching the game, right? So everybody basically started out the same level, not knowing, you know, on the average Joe, not knowing exactly who to win with. You know you had a little learning curve i couldn't imagine most people walked in just as a guru it mm-hmm. would be tough so same thing with idp the main mistake i think that's made and i try to preach against is don't ever put idp before your offense you always draft your starting offense first maybe even go ahead and get yourself a uh, depth person if you've got a you know a startable weekly running back sitting there and just because you got your offense i don't give a shit if it's max Crosby, nick boza miles garrett i don't care who it is go ahead and grab them because i'm telling you it's going to work out and as long as you're active and the season begins you're going to find nearly the same production somewhere and that consistency Mm -hmm. of idp and that near production will make a huge difference backing up a great offense that you can just kick ass with that you are comfortable with that, you know, and if any offensive injuries happen, you've got replacement right there. IDP, Mm -hmm. you don't need replacement necessarily on your bench. It's on the waiver wire. Just go look, be a little active and you'll dominate with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and speaking of gurus, Gary is the guru of
0: IDP. Um, Good, lot of great content out there with the pods, the writing, everything. Um, it, follow them at, or on Twitter at the IDP Tipster. posts everything there. Um, got a, a link tree so you can check out uh, the pods, whether it's Apple or Spotify. Um, but before we get you out of here, I know you're going to be doing something uh, special this year. Um,
1: we're uh, raising money. Why don't you go ahead and talk about that a little bit? My, my wife had breast cancer and we found out two exactly two weeks right before COVID started. And it was, it's been a long process. Um, about the same time I had some other things in fantasy football uh, life, I guess you could call this uh, going on and the community really came together and helped support, you know, they gave mm-hmm. positive vibes is what I like to say. And, and it, I also had some tipster leagues, that I've had going on since like 2017 that basically during the first part of the preseason or right before preseason, I just throw out these standard size leagues, just try to get interest, uh, make it easy, standard format, lean on the offense for the, for the novice or somebody wanting to try it and just fill the leagues and just throw it out there on Twitter, which is my main social source source. And just let people experience it in a non-competitive, hopefully, or non-risky way. Not having to join in with their buddies, whatever that pressure might be. Just join in. And if, you know, you won, then at the time I had subscriptions to where I was writing for some in-season content start set app that I just had this past year. So I I would give that award out for the following year as an Mm -hmm. award. If you just made the playoffs, that's all you had to do play the game in the playoffs it was 12 team and I think I put like four to six in so I'd have four to five leagues well this is just developed and I've wanted to do it over the last couple of years when I, I started another new league it's a keeper type league and I uh, got some guys in there on MFL my fantasy league and, and got it solid but I just kind of hadn't got it started so in the process my wife thankfully um you know she did have her breast removed and she's clear of it but we still fight a lot of chemo uh after effects radiation after effects whatever all of these things have taken a toll on their her body and so we're still going through a lot of things you know just the after effects we're actually uh, you know just going through uh some scans right now it's she just had recently had uh some um, water on her lungs, it affected her heart. Uh, If we hadn't gotten her into the emergency room the day that we did, it probably would have um, not ended well. And everything points to after effects of the chemo and treatment for cancer. So it's an ongoing process. And there are, I know that the National Breast Cancer Society has been huge, has been huge for years. um, But, you know, I want to do my part. So I've combined my tipster leagues for the novice, and I've combined it with some IDP pros at the MFL level. And what I do now this year, just starting out, this is my first year doing this with this main league, which is a 16-team keeper league. Um, I'm asking people to donate $5 just to play. Now I had some previous owners. Then I've filled in a couple of new people this year. That was nice enough on Twitter to donate to join. Um, and the, I I don't hold anybody to this either. I just offer the information. I put the link on the, on the site. As easy as that, they can go to the the National Breast Cancer Awareness link themselves. So Mm -hmm. I have nothing to do with it. I don't know if they do or not. I could give a shit less because (laughs) the money that I paid for the league and the money that I put into the pot for the top four winners, I would have been donating that anyhow. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. we have ongoing bills, of course, with ourselves. Thank God for the insurance that we do have. But, I mean, there's still – I happen to be in a position this year – that wanted to do something. And I would have probably donated this money myself if I hadn't invested it into getting the awareness out there or getting anybody involved. And I got great guys at IDP pros. I got great guys that were uh, past managers and they've been great about it. And the couple of people that's um, uh, joined has been great about it. And I'm hoping to fill with uh, like four to six tipster leagues this year asking people for as little as a dollar donation. I could give a shit less if you do. I want you to play IDP, but I will ask you. I am not shy. I will ask you to help that foundation, help my wife, help anybody out here that might be going through that with a loved one or personally. I I mean, after seeing what women going through, going to these chemo treatments and going through everything, um, you know, I, I know it's, there's a lot of cancer out there and I hope we beat it all, but we have to start somewhere. And, and I really, for, uh, my wife's sake, hope it's starts with breast cancer.
0: Yeah. We hope so as to, as well. Um, I think it's safe to say you can go ahead and put us in a spot for one of those IDP tipster leagues. We're looking forward <laughs> cool.
1: to that. Um, and don't, yeah, we, I was going to, but yeah, I was, I was planning on circling back and ask Miranda if she wanted to jump in because this would be a perfect situation. And especially if you know your offense, the other's mm-hmm. going to be Cheesecake. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, I'd love to do it. I am this coming season. We are jumping into more leagues that we haven't tried before. Yeah. Different <clears throat> league types. And,
1: sweet, yeah, sweet. To it. All yeah. right. I'd love that. I'd love to have you both in one of those. Uh, not on the same team. she's
0: too competitive for that she doesn't want me taking
1: any credit (laughs) um
0: but yeah everybody go check out uh gary's leagues Mm -hmm. donate it's very important and um maran and i wish all the best to you and your wife uh with everything ongoing Mm -hmm. um and i hope these leagues are so successful that you're gonna just have to keep
1: opening them up more and more and more and more (laughs) Uh, either way it goes I, i i'm fine with this just just getting awareness out there is just enough yeah (laughs) <laughs> absolutely all right well thank you gary we appreciate yes, thank it thank you so much yep you guys have a great one
0: you too all right having our guests was fun but now people have been missing this because it's been several weeks because we skipped a week and then you were sick but tea with myrrh is back so myrrh now keep in mind for anybody that's just now listening um, I know Nick Fortune asked, so what kind of tea are you drinking?
3: Oh my goodness, he asked that.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, no, is
3: it spilling the tea? Give me the tea?
0: Yes. Give me the, the gossip. The gossip. The hot goss. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> the hot goss? The hot goss. Give me the hot goss.
3: I don't know. We started, I don't remember where that started, but anyway. Um, but I do. Yeah. it
0: was a show we were watching, but go on.
3: Okay, well there you go. I won't
0: admit to the show, or that I was watching it. <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll save you. He was married some, at first sight. Okay, I was going to say, I will save you your dignity here, but <laughs> never mind.
0: <laughs> All right, go on.
3: Okay. So I have to hit on the fact that it was being reported yesterday that Derek Carr signed a four-year deal with the Saints. Now, to yeah. my knowledge, the terms have not been disclosed, but ESPN is saying that Carr gets $60 million guaranteed at signing and another $10 million at the start of year three. They are... Like, rumors are reporting, I guess, <laughs> that this deal could get Carr up to $150 million total from this
0: contract. That, that's a lot of money. That's
3: a lot of money. Now, I again, I don't think the terms have fully been released or anything like that, but that is still a lot of money. And don't the Raiders have to be a little pissed that they're getting nothing out of him or that they got nothing out of him? Or do you think they were just ready to move on?
0: Probably a little A, a little B, but... Yeah, I mean they said you can go ahead and explore a trade. Well Oh, sorry, you're getting Yeah, I was I
3: was going to because I was gonna say for those of you who are just joining us on this topic or who haven't been already following the Derek Carr drama with the Raiders. He was um, his guaranteed salary of 40 million was locked in as of February 15th. So prior to that date, unless he was traded or released from the Raiders, they had to give him 40 million. Now they did release him ahead of that deadline as he wouldn't waive his no trade clause that was built into his contract. However, just before that, though, the Raiders and the Saints were in trade talks and the Raiders even sent Carr to the Saints for a visit. Long well, story. Yeah, go well, ahead.
0: They s- they told him he could visit teams. He basically. could visit
3: teams, but they the Raiders and the Saints had trade talks. They, before they sent Carr to the Saints, they had to discuss oh, okay. probable trades, yeah. you know, like of what they were looking for in a trade before they sent him there. He goes there. He comes back to the, to the Raiders after that visit. He decides he's not waiving his trade clause, so they have to pay him his guaranteed $40 million or release him before February 15th. Obviously, they released him, which made him free to negotiate terms with any team he wanted. Right. Ahead of the March 15th date for free, free agents. Right, yeah. So if you listened to us weeks ago, I felt it was obvious that this was going to happen Because Carr wasn't, like, he's going to be a free agent, or he was a free agent as soon as the Raiders released him. He obviously had interest in the Saints, they had interest in him. I I had this feeling that a deal was going on behind the scenes and he was going to end up with the Saints.
0: Yeah, I mean, you called this when you covered it on the last T with Murr that we talked about this. You said, he's going to go to the Saints, and, and... I, I guess fantasy football wise, we think Carr is pretty decent.
3: Well, now, yes. your
0: your uncle, who's a Raiders <laughs> fan, is not high on and Carr. And he, he, he even made the comment, like, you
3: clearly have not watched him play. <laughs> no, I've watched him play for my fantasy league, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, in terms of he's gotten me points. And I, I've been thinking about that comment since my uncle said that. And I was like, well, he is a good fantasy quarterback, though. Right. That's the difference. Like, he's not playing, he's playing shit for the Raiders, but. He is getting us fantasy points. And
0: part of that is they play from behind a lot Mm -hmm. in the past several years. Um, But, yeah, it's very interesting. You have to imagine that Carr and the Saints had some sort of back deal going on. Um, But, yeah, very interesting.
3: Yeah, and that contract, too. And I read somewhere, and I'm not – like, don't quote me on this because I can't remember the exact numbers, but this past season was, like, his third lowest for passing yards or something like that. I'm, I'm not quite sure.
0: Well, that's because, <laughs> but that's it was a bad year for he him. He <laughs> only threw it to one person, basically, mm-hmm. Devonte Adams. Um, really interesting. I know we're a fantasy football podcast, but we do work for the sports gambling podcast network. Yes. At one time, Derek Carr was eleven to one to go to the Saints. Meaning, if you had listened to Miranda and put ten dollars on Carr to the Saints, you'd be looking at one hundred twenty bucks right now.
3: Bringing us back to the tea that I'm dishing here, um, somehow this is bringing us back to Aaron Rodgers. Oh come
0: <laughs> on! I can't get away from this guy. I
3: know, but he—I have a feeling he's going to be a regular around here, <laughs> Justin. Unfortunately, um, I may or may not have started following him on Instagram because of. Oh. I just feel like I'm going to get some
0: for cheese and th- rice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> get, get some news from there, anyway. Aaron Rodgers made headlines today and may possibly go to the Jets. Now, before we get into that, I have been waiting for something to come up with Rodgers. As many of us know, that he was doing a darkness retreat for the last, like, f- in this last month in February for four days. And he said he was going to be using that time in the dark to think about his future. Whether that means retirement or not. Um, he basically left sor- everybody hanging on whether or not he's coming back next year. He's back um from the darkness and i immediately went and looked him up on social media when i saw articles circling about rogers um to get some deets on his retreat because the big deal that was made about it there has to be something out there you know he and i went to his instagram and it did not disappoint um he quickly came back from his darkness retreat. And if you follow him on Instagram, you've likely already seen the brief footage of the documentary he took part in called Awake in the Darkness. It's on YouTube. <laughs> Calm down, Justin. Okay, we're gonna take a brief pause because I feel like I I don't wanna dig myself a dark hole here. I have nothing <laughs> I'm hole. saying, I'm not against darkness retreats. I think they're cool. I think they have purpose. This is all because it's Rogers. No,
0: I think we went on record last time we yeah, talked about Yeah, but I have this. to go on record again
3: <laughs> because it's just it's the fact that it's Aaron Rogers and to, the guy is
0: just... To me, it's not even the fact that it's Aaron Rogers. It's the fact that this has to be some big grand public uh, thing. Well, I think Why it's... Can't... Okay,
3: it, just wait. I think it has to do with the fact that it is Rogers because anyone who gets media attention, I think that is not something I had ever heard of before and I think it's kind of... Insightful about what the darkness retreat is and what it can do for you and all this stuff, but it's the fact that it's Aaron Rodgers and he used it with his career and his contemplation of retirement or, or what what his future holds for him and and he comes back though he partakes in this darkness retreat now don't get excited that darkness retreat um what did I just say it was in the darkness <laughs> it's on YouTube. You're if you go there thinking you're going to get an answer about his retirement, you're not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course. He
3: has not disclosed that yet. Um That'll be in
0: part 4. But he of the I believe
3: that Awaken the Darkness, now again, don't quote me on this is um Aubrey Marcus's documentary. He has a podcast, the Aubrey Marcus podcast. He himself spent six, day, six days in the dark. Um but anyway, there's a that's the documentary that Rogers partook in. So I just can't pass up the opportunity <laughs> to share how some of his time went. He spent parts of a couple days. Now, how he knew it was a couple. I just have so many questions. Like, can they tell? <laughs> does he know? How does he know what time it is? How does he know he spent a couple days? What if he just spent a couple hours contemplating his future in there? Who knows? Um, but he spent parts of a couple days a man imagining what it um would be like to retire and then what it would be like to continue to play
0: you know what time he spent thinking about that <laughs> when he was taking his shits in his bucket that's how I, do you know
3: it's a bucket it,
0: there i think there's a little bathroom in there but <laughs> okay. that's the only time he spent thinking about that that's no, my theory
3: i <laughs> all right justin but like if i i'm just thinking the appeal to me of a darkness retreat is very strong. Like I think I would spend at least the first twenty to twenty-four hours sleeping. How would you even know how that's how long I slept? I don't know, but it just sounds amazing. I would probably at some point daydream, night dream. Again, how do I know if it's day <laughs> or night? Um, what like would it be like to retire? Because Justin, I'm ready to retire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me too
3: <laughs> and i'd probably have a lot of thoughts on my future not retiring since i'm nowhere near able to <laughs> drop everything and retire but dang the naps that he must have gotten there right and the na- i'm jealous we don't even have kids and i can't get get my sleep schedule straight <laughs> so anyway back to the news of why he popped up in the headlines sources are saying that the jets and packers are in talks over rogers and that Rogers has been given permission to speak with the Jets. So it's looking like maybe he might not retire and if he doesn't retire, he's likely not going to be a Packer. Time will tell.
0: So, so it's possible he spent his time in his darkness retreat that led him to the dark hole of the, <laughs> the New York Jets. <laughs> Jets. Yes,
3: <laughs> I, And I thought when I saw that, I, I also I thought about Brandon and Felicia and their yeah. Packers and Jets household and how that would be, because Felicia loves Rodgers. How it would be for <laughs> him to go to the Jets and Brandon gets the Jets well, I've already, gets Rodgers. <laughs> I've already
0: heard reports from our buddy, Mr. Fortune, that Brandon is pissed off that Rodgers and the Jets are being <laughs> mentioned in the same <laughs> sentence. So. I
3: am sure. Now, here's a thought for you, though, too. Former Packers third string quarterback, Kurt Benkert mm-hmm. is predicting that Rogers will either be a New York jet or a Miami dolphin. What the fuck does he know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just hear me out here. And he's leaning more towards being a dolphin because of the warmer weather and the roster talent that the dolphins have to be super bowl bound. So maybe Rogers is going to pull a Tom Brady and move to Florida to finish out his career in some nice warm weather. And speaking of Tom Brady, Justin. Yes. As if we expected anything else, there are rumors that he could unretire again. I did this whole thing with Gronk, and I'm not gonna say, oh yes, he's coming <laughs> out of retirement because I was wrong about Gronk. But um, rumors were going around during the NFL Combine that Brady might come out of retirement, and where they were saying he would go. So look out, Rogers, because if your former backups back up. Is correct. <laughs> and you're looking at Miami. You may just have some competition with the goat, Tom Brady. Heck, maybe Miami will get both of them. Maybe they'll have Brady <laughs> and Rogers. But that's just a rumor. That's what I'm here for. He does have an entire year or NFL season before his contract with Fox starts as an announcer in the fall of 2024. Brady we'll does. Yeah. yeah, Brady does. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I got a couple comments. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did see Brady did answer the rumors by saying people that are talking about me unretiring have never adopted a two a two month old kitten, which he apparently just adopted for his daughter because like he doesn't have enough money to pay somebody to take care of a kitten. But um,
3: okay. <laughs> Breaking news. Tom Brady adopts a kitten and can no longer have a career. Right. Like,
0: that does it. That's it. Can I just
3: can can that be my excuse to retire, Justin? Can we adopt a kitten and a I kitten. have to retire?
0: <laughs> well, like he was fine having kids in the house and taking care of them and playing football <laughs> a kitten, but a kid too much and, and then just the the Rodgers thing like you, you we all know my thoughts on Rodgers mm-hmm. I don't like him it's the publicizing like I think it was Joe Thomas the left tackle um just released a statement a couple days ago that he contemplated retirement, and he's decided he is going to return for a 17th season. That's all you fucking need. <laughs> That's really all you need. <laughs> just, I don't need this long, drawn-out or, saga.
3: Or to partake in a documentary that yes. inset your future, but you're not really coming out and saying it.
0: Yeah, it's just too much for me. It's too much. Um, get rid of the drama and play ball. Now, from a fantasy football aspect, Rogers on the Dolphins... Would be interesting. With, With Jalen Waddell, Hill. Tyreek Hill, yes.
3: That's what I thought. And I was like, no, because I like, I really like the Dolphins right mm-hmm. now.
0: The Jets, on the other hand, <laughs> Brees Hall. Yeah. They do have Garrett Wilson, who's a good receiver. And they have a really good defense. So I could see success there, too. But I just – I don't think you're – I don't think Rodgers is going to be any better than he was. I don't think you're going to get a better result. He won his Super Bowl. He continues to go to – uh nfc championships or playoffs and losing mm-hmm. i don't think but he's getting better in do you play. think though
3: as somebody who is either gonna retire or keep playing wouldn't he want to try and get that one more super bowl well
0: of course of course he would i just I don't
3: think the jets have a super bowl team
0: no i don't think they're a quarterback away which is what adding rogers would be basically be yeah. trying to get a quarter. i don't think they're just a quarterback away though Well, that defense did look good. I just, I don't think they have it. The Dolphins, they, I mean, Tua is, he did better than I expected, but who knows how his health's going to be. But yeah, interesting stuff. Very. Well, um, I loved the tea with (laughs) Murr. I had missed it, so I'm glad that is back. Why don't we talk about a couple more kind of uncommon drafts and different drafts.
3: All right, I'm going to kick us off with Campus to Canton. Yes. And this one is probably the deepest of all leagues. Mm -hmm. Um, In Campus to Canton, you have multiple teams, but the most common two are a college team and a pro NFL team. Your college players automatically transfer to your pro team to what's called the taxi squad and can be put into your lineup at any time once they are drafted.
0: This is interesting because you're basically, now you're um, scouting. Mm-hmm. Not Now you're scouting. You're trying to you're say. You're
3: scouting for your NFL league. Right. Or team.
0: Yeah, for your NFL team. So that's really interesting. You could draft a guy his sophomore year thinking, hey, by his senior year, he might be a first-round talent and then be really good in the NFL. Um, very interesting. I just entered one of these leagues. They can get deeper, however, than college and NFL. The one I am in, you have a college team. You have a USFL team, an XFL team, a CFL team, and an NFL and team. And all
3: those players can go, like, as they get, yeah. go from, like, USFL to NFL or college to USFL to NFL. You can carry them.
0: Right. So when we did our, for example, when we did our XFL draft, Brian Scott was still expected to be the number one quarterback for the Vegas Vipers. Um, I drafted him because, obviously, brian Scott's got super mm-hmm. fan over here. Now, he's automatically on my CFL team. On the
3: CFL, yes.
0: So, yeah, definitely interesting. The campus to Canton. Um,
3: This is is the most complicated.
0: It's intense. By far.
3: Like, the strategizing you have to do, the planning and the prep, I can't even think about that right now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it's a lot. Crazy. It's a lot on your commissioner because as of right now, knock on wood, there is no one site that will house all of these um types of teams so there's one site for college Mm -hmm. um we use alt alt fantasy for usfl xfl not sure about cfl and then you know your sleeper for nfl but yeah so the commissioner while these players change they have to do all those moves manually so it's a lot for the commissioner as well but definitely interesting campus to canton obviously campus being your college canton being the pro football hall of fame um yeah, more strategy, just more strategy. Yes. Well, we're just going to touch briefly on a couple more. Um, no reason to spend too much time on this one, but, Miranda, a team draft.
3: Yes, where you can only draft players from one team. So I'm assuming you draft the team you want, and then...
0: That's your players. Those
3: are your players, and you start your lineup based on
0: yes. that team. Which is great if you have, like, a super team, you know? hmm um, if you think of teams like, well, we talked about the Dolphins. They had two top ten wide receivers, though quarterback wasn't as great. Running back, definitely not good. Um, tight end, terrible. So, like, you know, it's difficult. I mean, I'm thinking about the Bears. That Besides fields, you would not want a Bears team.
3: No, you wouldn't. You would not. <laughs> yet. Draft. Yet. As a fan, you can't do fantasy football as a fan.
0: Yeah, you got to take your fandom you, out of it. Yes. Yeah. That um, was
3: something I learned right away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to get the Bears players and then until you weren't.
3: <laughs> yeah, until you weren't. Uh, that one, my very first season. Never again.
0: But yeah, it's interesting. Um, this is more of, I have done this once. Uh, just as a fun thing with Fortune and Byerly. And I think that was it. I think we literally just had three people. We each picked our team and saw who would do the best at, by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So um, not as common, but something you can do. The other one is a conference draft.
3: This is where you have split conferences of AFC and NFC, and you can only draft players from whatever conference you're in.
0: Yeah, so like you would have five teams in AFC, so five, five in, in the a- NFC. NFC. Yeah.
3: And so you would have separate. Yeah. Like, I guess you draft together, but you just can't pick from. Right, yeah.
0: from the other team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and, and it's interesting because you can only trade within your division. You can't, yes. you know, so that adds a little thing. A how little do you, how,
3: it. I guess, how would you go about choosing who's going to be AFC and NFC?
0: So there's a couple different ways you could just, you know, pick like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, AFC is, has my favorite team, so I want to be there. Or it can just be a random thing. Um, just like your divisions, you know, sometimes there's a north, south or whatever. You I just think would, do like random. in
3: our leagues, we'd have to do randomly. Yeah. Make it fair. Yep. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the last one is called. Time Machine. Now, this can be with any type of league. It's basically a style.
3: So, the Time Machine, it's an interesting one that I hadn't heard of. Uh, It could be done in multiple styles of leagues, but with the caveat of Time Machine. So, Time Machine usually gives you three to five Time (laughs) Machine tokens or uses where you can switch one player out of your lineup and a bench player in... Once a
0: week. Yeah. So like, say your player in your lineup got zero. Your bench I player need got 25. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we've all made the bad decision. we well, yeah. Like, well, we've that's all been part there. of
3: it, though. Like, yeah. But so it would mm-hmm. allow you to, like that player who got 25 points on your bench, swap them in for the player yeah. who got injured in the first minute of the game.
0: It's really interesting, though, when you limit how many times you can do it, because mm-hmm. do you try to save them for the playoffs? That's what I would do. I mean, first got to make the playoffs, of course, but you want to save the majority of them for those big games, don't you?
3: Towards the end of the season for when it really matters, like when you need that.
0: Yeah, you don't want to blow them right away, even though it it would look easy to. It would be like, oh, I'll have a win if I just do that. you got to be strategic about Mm -hmm. it. So definitely interesting. Um, When I was looking at these, the most that you can do from what I saw was three to five, five being the most. Um, Not a thing you can do every week, obviously. But that that's what makes it interesting to me is the strategy of when do you use it.
3: Now, what if you use the time machine with any of the other leagues? Like, couldn't you combine it?
0: Yeah, time machine can be like, any type of league. Time
3: machine with the guillotine. Oh, man. <laughs> or. You can you know, imagine?
0: Yes, I didn't finish last. Au contraire. Yes. <laughs> last <laughs> or, place just did the time machine. <laughs> yeah,
3: just any of these. You could use it anywhere. Yeah. Man, it, we could make a super crazy league
0: yeah super crazy that we're learning convoluted strategic amazing fantasy football that's gonna
3: be my homework during this off season is i'm i already told you i'm creating a league invite only
0: (laughs) invite only
3: (laughs) next season um i've really wanted to do the um the pirate yeah the pirate the guillotine
0: so if you want to go ahead
3: do pirate and guillotine and time machine together. <laughs> Wrap your mind around that.
0: <laughs> well, guillotine, you don't play a person, so you couldn't pirate oh, that's them. that's true. Yeah. I
3: feel like, yeah, you don't play a person. No. You just play every week and...
0: Yeah, high score wins. Winning, or I guess not high score wins, lowest score yeah, loses. Yeah, records
3: don't matter in that one. Yeah. So never mind. I still want to do a guillotine.
0: Yeah, well, I Cody runs them, so I'm yeah. sure he's got extra spot um the the vampire or pirate leagues hit us hit us up hit Miranda up if you want to be in one she's going to run one a pirate a pirate league it's going to so, be a pirate yeah hit us up if you want to be in season. one open <laughs> season open season that should be the league name open season open season
3: um, all right just you know I
0: drank my old fashioned while you were doing the tea with murr that's my favorite part about tea with murr not that your you just, drama you isn't bad but you yeah just-
3: your feet up, yeah. Drink your old fashioned and just and listen just to listen. the gossip,
0: yeah. The hot goss, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that, it's. I love it. I can just sit back, drink, and uh, I become a fan, not a podcaster. I'm the fan at that point. <laughs> listen to the hot goss,
3: <laughs> all right. Well, we're done. Let's get into this whiskey that you're talking about. Um, as I said earlier, we're drinking um, Whistle Pig, Piggyback Rye, aged six years.
0: Another uh, big shout-out to John mm-hmm. Grimm for yes, sending me this. thank you so much. We have to say nice things about, I guess, Penn State and the Steelers now because he's a <laughs> Penn State fan and a Steelers fan. So um, this, Mitch Trubisky won't be your starting quarterback at the beginning of yeah, next season. There's, and There's
3: that. Um,
0: I, I assume Kenny Pickett's going to do a little bit better. So there you go. And Penn <laughs> State basketball team has done all right as of the last couple so, games. All moving right. on. <laughs> Not
3: great. <laughs> Just all, all right. right. <laughs> Um, so just a little background information. This is a rye, obviously piggyback rye. And I have come to really love rye whiskeys through our old fashioned football show. I never realized how much I love ryes until we've been trying all these different ryes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John, for sending us a rye. Rye whiskey was once the leading American spirit, but faded from popularity after the prohibition. And Whistle Pig is dedicated to making rye great again. We've the, seen.
0: Sorry, they're they're the trump of rye whiskey. <laughs> Whistlepig Pig <laughs> make rye great again. <laughs> sorry, I just that <laughs> popped in my head. Go ahead.
3: Okay, <laughs> I I feel like we've tried so many great ryes. So rye is definitely making it come back. Whistle Pig turned a historic dairy farm into a world class whiskey distillery in remote Shoreham, Vermont, and the farm is. Miles away from lo- from cities and towns, and is surrounded by 500 acres of rye and crops, Vermont oak trees, views of the Green Mountains. Sounds like a beautiful place to go visit. It's a 150 year old dairy farm that now distills seven days a week, working around the clock to bring a whiskey they call as complex, rare, and uncommon as the place where it's made. A fun quote from their original master distiller,
0: who I saw passed in like 2018 or something mm-hmm. like that. So rest is in
3: peace. I'm okay making mistakes in my industry. You drink your mistakes.
0: <laughs> I love Sounds that.
3: like a wonderful <laughs> industry to be in. Right?
0: <laughs> so I need that job. <laughs> Whoops! I messed up. Let's drink it.
3: <laughs> One thing about this piggyback rye whiskey, it's a hundred percent rye.
0: Just wow!
3: Hundred percent rye. Age six years, 96.56 proof. And most ryes are um, only made with about 51% rye. Mm-hmm. So, Piggyback made the first 100% rye whiskey.
0: So, their grain bill or mash bill, you know, that it's normally called, that's just rye. It's
3: just rye. It's that's No crazy. other grain. 100% rye. Wow. Um, and they settled on, the, I thought the proof was really interesting. Uh, an odd number. So, found out. About that, they settled on the ninety six point five six percent proof um, to make the optimal match in the strength to sweet to bitter cocktail triangle. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, want to give us um, some information on the taste profile? While I taste, um, we like we made it in an old fashioned. I think it's really good in an old fashioned. Yeah. And now we're trying. It's good. It I don't.
0: I don't know if it stands out as much as I want it to. I'm going to assume I haven't tasted my neat yet. I'm going to assume it's going to be smooth. It's very smooth. Yeah, I had a feeling based on how it was. Smell it? Have you smelled it? Not as yet. soon as
3: I opened the bottle, ooh, it just smelled so good.
0: Yeah, not yet. Um, but just based on the old-fashioned, and that's not bad. Just we all know I, I've said I like a strong one that sticks out and I can really taste it. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling it would be smooth because I can't. But um, so the nose it says fresh cinnamon, black peppercorn. Hints of tangerine and grapefruit zest. I get, I do get a little bit of the tangerine when I smell it. I didn't think I would, but I do. Palate is powerfully spicy with cocoa, cardamom, and cured leather flavors. And finish of baking spices, vanilla, hints of citrus. Now, you tell me if you get any of that while well, I try it. Because I didn't try it yet.
3: It's sweet. It's spicy. Now, I want you to try it and then try your old-fashioned again because I think it stands out. I think it's... It's very unique. You think I
0: didn't realize mm-hmm. what was hitting me?
3: Yeah, it's very unique. I didn't do anything like special with our old-fashioned.
0: All right. You're right. I do get the spice now that yeah. I thought was probably just bitters yeah, or whatever, I, but, um, but the, yeah, this has a really good spice flavor to it.
3: Yeah, the, this old-fashioned, I didn't do anything special to it. I did use the um, blackstrap bitters because I've really come to like those, but... The flavor of this old-fashioned is coming from this bourbon. or yeah. It's coming from the... Wow. It's not a bourbon. The flavor of this old-fashioned is coming from this rye.
0: Yeah, it really is. And I did not realize that at first. I did think it was the bitters or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's got a really nice spice to it. It's this smooth, but really nice This is
3: really good. Neat.
0: Yeah. What mm-hmm. would you... if I mean, would you rank this towards one of your tops? You'd have to think about it probably.
3: It's up there. It's very it's good. It's very, very, very good, very smooth, amazing flavor.
0: Very drinkable.
3: This is the only 100% rye we've ever tried then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
3: I know. I didn't. I guess I didn't do any research on if there's other 100% rye out there. Just that Piggyback is the first 100% rye. Yeah. But I know we don't own any 100% ryes.
0: Correct. I want to talk about their other products really quick. Mm-hmm. So they have Piggyback 100 Proof Bourbon. They have farm stock rye, which I know we saw that there's an Iowa version of this. Yes, yeah. I'm really curious what makes it the Iowa version. Um, so Whistlepig, we'd love to bring you back on, review it, and talk about your whiskey. So hit us up. Yes, please. <laughs> Slide into the DMs. But um, there's Beyond Bonded Rye and Beyond Bonded Bourbon. Now, if you've listened to us, you know I love bonded whiskeys. I do. So I, I feel like I got to try that. Small batch rye, aged ten years old. World rye, aged twelve years. Estate oak rye, aged fifteen years. Double malt rye, aged eighteen years. Smoke stock, wood fired whiskey. Ooh. Single malt, aged twenty one years. And myrrh, the Boss Hog Siren Song. I feel like this is something you would like. The the note is orange blossom and floral notes. The palate is cinnamon and clove, fading into black cherry, finished with jammy fig and rice spice.
3: That does sound really good.
0: I figured that would be something kind of up your alley.
3: I think, um, to bring up Wall-to-Wall Wine and Spirits again, they had the, wasn't it the, didn't they have the whistle pig 12 years?
0: I don't remember. They might have.
3: Yeah. It was really, it was pretty expensive, but you can go there and you can try their bourbons. Yeah. And we didn't stop and try it, and I don't know why.
0: They had it for trying? Yeah. Oh. I know. What's wrong with us?
3: Well, there wasn't anyone at the counter. We were in a hurry. We weren't going to go get somebody, but...
0: I, I would've for free tastes I would have.
3: We should have. Well you were with me and we didn't. Well, so don't say I would've. You probably you didn't. said nah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> You don't need no whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um No, this is really good. Also one last thing, go check their website out. A lot of photos there. It's a it's a neat website, but they do have pigs on the farm. It's not just called whistle pig. They do have pigs. In fact, their chief pig, I don't know what qualifies you as a chief pig, but their chief pig descends from their OG mascots, Mortimer Mortimer and Mauve. And if you go to their website, you can see their cute little photos. But Mortimer Jr. is a descendant of late Mortimer and Mauve. Mortimer <laughs> Jr. has been the top pig at the farm, Miranda, since twenty eighteen. He enjoys crisp Vermont evenings, belly rubs, apples, and leading his other four-legged friends in jailbreaks to snack on loose rag grains at the (laughs) silos. There's also Orwell, who was adopted in 2021 with his late sister, Cito. Today's sole protege and heir apparent to the Whistle Pig Farm, he shows great potential if some vanity on account of his namesake's recognition of pigs as being the cleverest of the animals.
3: Animal farm.
0: Yes. So, um... (laughs) Winston Churchill, I saw there was a quote where he said, dogs look up, up to us, cats look down to us, pigs look at us as equals. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, but no, this is very good. I really like it.
3: No, it is. This is a, a very good one.
0: Yes. Thank you to our guests. Thanks to Cody and Gary.
3: Yeah, we had such a good time. We, I know I missed last week and I'm so bummed about it still. Um,
0: and Sean specifically said he won't come on if you're on. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um,
3: but, yeah, we had a great time having Cody and Gary on. I did want to circle back to Gary, our our IDP guru. Um, We are obviously going to sign up for one of those IDP drafts yes. and donate to the National Breast cancer awareness foundation however even if you're not interested in signing up for one of the idp drafts you can still go and donate because i think it's a great cause even if our listeners out there right now just go to the national breast cancer awareness foundation site and donate a dollar that adds up, and it makes a big difference.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, except I say donate $5. Donate 5 We
3: yeah. can all pitch in 5 Inflation, a dollar is nothing.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <So. laughs> donate $5. It is a great cause, mm-hmm. and um, we're going to have Gary back at some point. But uh, yeah, we obviously wish him and his wife all the best, mm-hmm. and your donation goes to people just like Gary and his wife who are going through all this, and it's very important to them. Yes um that's all i have did you have anything else to add great point at the end there um glad you brought that up because that is a great idea i know our fans can come through our listeners whether you're fans or just listeners (laughs) maybe you just (laughs) listen to listen and you're not a fan i don't know
3: (laughs) (laughs) i hate this show but i keep listening (laughs) yes
0: next week we'll be drinking uncle nearest
3: nearest not Ernest. not <laughs>
0: Ernest. um he made an earnest living making bourbon but uh 1884 <laughs> i believe and uh so yeah grab yourself a bottle so you can try it with us uh that's all we got um i don't even remember what we're talking about next week we might not have decided but we'll figure it out it's gonna be good it we will. will have tea with myrrh that's it, all that matters <laughs> randa how's your old-fashioned going
3: it's gone justin
0: going once Going twice. Sold. Old
3: fashioned football.